The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and DC. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. We're in the game now, folks. Let's do it. And uh, Washington hosting the Bills Mafia and the Buffalo Bills here. And this guy up in the graphic is already holding the L. Washington Commanders looking to go 3-0 and since Gibbs 2.0. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a long, long time, time coming. Trev, what does yeah. Washington have to do to make this image a reality for Buffalo Bill fans? You got to do whatever happened, whatever the Bills, who the Bills play week one. Uh, Gosh, I've already forgot that they that they lost to in week one. Oh, man, Gosh, I've I? already forgotten. Why? Asking the tough questions. Yeah, not really. But we definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, we played, we got to do the time. same thing they did. We got to make Josh Allen uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because without Josh Allen, that offense is not Jets. Nothing. Jets. Yeah. Oh, the Jets. They, okay. That's right. Because yeah. they lost to an Aaron Rodgers less Jets. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I think Josh Allen had what, four turnovers? So if we can make Josh Allen the most uncomfortable he's ever been, give him a reminder what happened week one, that's what we had. That's what needs to happen for us to win this game. Our offense has improved since last year and mm-hmm. since week one. Time. Um, I think our offense can hang with Buffalo if it comes to that point where it's a little bit of a shootout. Um, but yeah, in order for us to dominate and and come out of there with a well-earned victory, we're going to have to make Josh Allen uncomfortable because, like I said, he's the catalyst of the offense. They go as he goes. Um, he's a mobile quarterback. Um, we don't fare well against mobile quarterbacks. We saw it just on Sunday. Even though we won, Russell Wilson got to be old Russell Wilson a few times. Um, we do not do well with mobile quarterbacks. And Josh Allen, we've already seen what he can do with his feet. He hurdles guys. He runs people over. He jukes. He jives. So he does everything that our quarterback wants to be. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? So if we just make him uncomfortable, that gives us the best chance to even to, to win this game. The Jets mm-hmm. sacked him five times. Las Vegas yep. sacked him twice. A little bit of a okay. difference uh, there. He did throw the three interceptions against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So the defensive backs going to have to earn their paycheck here covering Stefan Diggs and company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he lost a fumble. And I'm trying yeah. to see where he lost that fumble. I think that was against the Jets as well. Yeah, he had four turnovers against the Jets. There you go. Four. So he had zero against Las Vegas. Right. And of course, that against Vegas. Yeah. And uh, they won 38 to 10 there, flipping mm-hmm. the script a little bit. Stoner, yeah. How is how is this front line that we spent 30 <laughs> minutes talking about going to get after Josh Allen, who you love, by yes. the way? Yeah. And I still do. That first game was an aberration, whatever it happens. First game of the year. I think this is the second toughest game on the schedule for Washington all year long. And I don't necessarily count division games because I think any team can win division games anytime because, you know, you're so familiar with these teams. So I understand Dallas is excellent right now after two games, and that's a tough one. But I actually think Miami is the best team 
on the schedule the rest of the way. Miami is, a, I mean, unstoppable offensively to a state's healthy. Buffalo is a different animal than obviously anything Washington has seen so far this year and probably different than any almost anything they'll see the rest of this year offensively. Right. This is a fantastic offensive team as long as their heads are straight, as long as Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are on the same page. They're they're almost they're virtually unstoppable. So Washington is going to have to those four guys up front are just going to have to make life hell for Josh Allen. And that's the only way I can see them beating Buffalo this Sunday. It's going to be tough and it's going to we're going to get frustrated with some big plays that Josh Allen is going to make getting out of the pocket and running around and all yes. that. It's going to be a tough one. I'm telling you right now, I don't I don't like this matchup just because of all the skill that um, Buffalo has to include their running back. James Cook is an excellent running back. And defensively, guess what? They're really good defensively. <laughs> They're not, they're no slouch there. No yeah. Slouch. And that's, yeah. that's actually, so I'm going to take this a different route than you two, because we're mm-hmm. talking a little bit about the defense getting after Josh Allen on the flip side of that is you're mentioning how good their offense is. Yeah. Will Diggs here saying protect Sam, he'll go to work. And that's really what I think is going to have to happen here with Washington. They got the defense got punched in the mouth against Denver, right? Yeah. Denver does not have a great offense, right? They had yeah. they got a few good big plays in on Washington in those first three drives, but then we saw what that offense really was the rest of the way. Now, granted, the large part of that is the defense getting after Russell Wilson and the Washington defense coming live. I'm they they can have their flowers, but let's face it, this Denver offense is going to be pitiful, maybe mid by the end of the season. Sure. Buffalo is yeah. not going to be that. If Buffalo goes up 21 to 3, that's it's way different than Washington. Yes. Yeah, because it's not going to be as easy to stop Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Cook when it comes to uh the Buffalo offense. And mm-hmm. so Sam and company are going to have to not fall into that hole. They're going to have to keep pushing. We saw this actually if you're watching the Buffalo Las Vegas game. Las Vegas fell into a hole and they just kept it was quicksand and everything just kept going wrong for them. And Buffalo just kept putting up points. Mm-hmm. And it eventually gets to a point where it doesn't work out for Washington in that regard. And mm-hmm. so I think for Washington to, to stay with Buffalo and to beat Buffalo, they are going to have to be able to put up points because you're not probably I'm, I'm going to say this right now. And we can maybe put this in a dollar dollar later. Buffalo's scoring at least 24 points. Ooh. Offensively or offensively. just total as a team. I'll say offensively. Yeah. You go, ahead, you go ahead and throw it in there and we can do it, do it, do a dollar mm. dollar on it later. But they're scoring at least 24. So Washington needs to score more than that. Yeah. And against this defense, again, against the Bills defense, it's only been two games. I get it, but that's all you have to go by right now is, yeah. is the two games that they've played. And they gave up 22 to the Jets, and they gave up 10 to the Raiders. They're giving up 16 points a game. So let's not think that the commanders are just going to go in there and just start throwing the ball all over the place. This is a stout defense led by mm-hmm. – uh, doesn't Tim Settle play there? Isn't he still over there? Uh, yeah. As a backup uh, defensive Settle's tackle. a backup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, they yeah. have some athletes on the defensive side of the ball. Their linebackers are good. I know they lost um, their main linebacker to the – 
Bears. Trey uh, Edmonds, uh, I can't remember. But they've Tim got Settle uh, has one tackle, by the he way. He has one tackle. I know no, everyone's so mad he left. And he, he's just, he's so, <laughs> such a jag. But look, their defense is really good. And if you remember, it was two years ago, maybe, when we had to go up to Buffalo early in the season, yeah. maybe game two or game three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I mean, that Buffalo offense this. was just, just humming. And we started yes. to come back a little bit, but, uh, and I know that again, yeah. that's a couple years ago, different players. These are different teams and all that, but Buffalo is a formidable opponent for sure. All right. So one of the things, and this is a, a this is a fantasy question that we're going to turn into. I lost it here. You guys are commenting us all these great questions <laughs> here. So Anthony and, uh, and Leah here, uh, who should I start as the commander's tight end? It's a fantasy question, but realistically, this is a big question for Washington. Logan Thomas mm. being knocked out of the game against Denver last week with a vicious hit. Now we have Bates and Cole Turner coming and Curtis Hodges as maybe a potential answer there. Mm-hmm. Who is going to step up in Logan Thomas's place, Trev? Oh, man. It's going to be Cole Turner. But then also John Bates, kind of the same. Um, I think John Bates is probably a better pass blocking tight end than a pass catching tight end. And Cole Turner is more of a vertical red zone pass catching tight end. So if you want to start somebody, I go Cole Turner. Um, mm. But I think they're going to get equal play, like, not playing time, but you know, the equal usage or different uses for different situations. So it's really hard to see who's going to step up, but starting Cole Turner. Yeah, for sure. right, I'm coming around a little bit on on our guy John Bates over there at tight. I'm That's coming right. around a little bit. That's on right. We had that nice catch on that sideline and got rocked. Yeah, on that and, last, on the drive. yeah, exactly. And by the way, the move he put on—I don't know if it was a linebacker, a safety, or a corner, or whoever—it was it was an out and up kind of a wheel route type deal. I mean, that was that was John Bates running that route. That wasn't McLaurin mm-hmm. running down the sidelines kind of deal. He was mm-hmm. he was impressive. He's I, I haven't heard this. I haven't seen this anywhere. He looks thinner or trimmed down a little bit, not as bulky as he was right. his first couple of years when I was kind of goofing on him being an offensive lineman in a tight ends number. He looks a little faster, a little quicker out there on the field this year. So I'm coming around on him, but Cole Turner is a much better athlete, a much yes. better pass catcher. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I w- if you had to choose between them, I'd go with them because – Logan's probably not going to play. He didn't even practice today, so he's probably not. Yeah, he's, yeah. I, I would not start either. <laughs> if you well, he said uh, which one. Yeah, he didn't say yeah. should yeah. I start. Yeah, yeah. I, I would look to the wire and find yeah. somebody else uh, yeah. because I <laughs> yeah, think Trev, Trev Trev's right. I think that they're both going to get equal parts to this, and large in part that's because Bates is the better blocker. They're going to want him in a lot more formations than Cole Turner. But Cole Turner being more of a vertical threat for the team, he's going to see a little bit more action when it comes to the deep passing game. Uh, I think that Bates is underrated as a tight end two. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think he's a very solid tight end two. There's something sneaky about him. He's not very fast. He's He's not like one of the most athletically gifted people out there, but he knows where to be. Yeah. Right. He can find that zone and he can sit in there. And as, as long as he doesn't drop the pass, which we, he has had some issues with that, 
then yes. he's going to catch you. He could potentially catch five catches for like 35 yards. Nothing flashy, but reliable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Cole Turner more than likely is going to have like three for 40 yards, right? Yeah, a little right. bit more of a vertical threat. So it's going to be in there. Big E, I get in trouble for mentioning this all the yeah, time, yeah, but he's like, uh, uh, for audio listeners, Big E saying Bates a young Witten. Bates is a dollar store wish version of Witten. Okay. He's like what we, we would like yeah, him okay. to be, but I mean, he's, we ordered, we ordered Jason Witten as Washington fans and we got John Bates and it's not bad. It's serviceable, but it's going to go out in like five years because it, it's replaceable as well. How about, how about Witten 2.0 when he came back after a year in the booth? Okay, in the, yeah. In the Monday Night Football booth. It went to the Raiders, back. right? Didn't yeah, he play the Raiders? Fair. Yeah. And I think back to the Cowboys again, maybe. But uh yeah, I mean Jason Witten, or, or I should say John Bates probably has as many catches in his career that Jason Witten had in one game against Philly one year. I mean, Jason Witten is a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So John, I wouldn't compare Bates to him. I wouldn't compare anybody to him right now. Uh, you gotta, of... you gotta compare the players to other players. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Okay. How about? And, and I uh... think for this particular comparison, what people are saying is, if you look back at Jason Witten's career, he yeah. was he was not flashy, right? I mean, outside right. of like he would get hit and like his helmet would go flying, and he's still running down yeah. the field, right? Those are the plays people remember of him. They don't remember like the Gronk type plays with with these magnificent catches and then bulldozing over people. They don't remember uh, the Kittle or Kelsey plays where they look like they're wide receivers in a flipping six foot seven, two hundred sixty pound body, right? right. Like right. Jason Witten was just he he literally was just reliable. He would find the open yep. spot, he'd run Security for an extra blanket. ten yards, and there you go. And he made a living off of it. Nothing wrong with that. Like I said, he's a Hall of Fame type player. And that's why I think yeah. people relate, you know, compare hit, uh, Bates to Witten because he's not going to be, you know, let's go back to uh, Jordan Reed for Washington, right? Mm -hmm. That's another flashy tight end that had just yeah, a different him. kind of skill set. Mm -hmm. Bates is not uh, a Reed. Okay. Yeah. He's not ever going to be, but he could be uh, a Niles Paul. Yeah, you know what? That's what I was gonna say. I, I swear, I was gonna say Niles Paul uh, a little while ago. I yeah, loved yeah. Niles Paul. Unapologetic love of Niles Paul. Uh, Logan Paulson. There's another good one. We've had oh, yeah. Logan on the channel. That's yeah, yeah, Logan Paulson would be a addition. good one as well. Um, Jason Witten um, was one of my favorite college players of all time. Is isn't that weird that Jason Witten? He played for Tennessee. And against Florida, he dropped the ball all the time. I loved him. <laughs> he blew games against Florida two years in a row because he couldn't hold on to the ball. I thought he was going to be a terrible pro, but he figured it out. But, yeah, I loved him in college, just constantly dropping it for Tennessee. Loved it. So uh, yeah, but yeah, he's he turned himself into a hell, hell of a player. Hall of getting, getting away from that, getting back into – um the game here a little bit uh will diggs asking who does the bill who do the bills have on the mm -hmm. defensive line that we should worry about so i pulled up the sack totals here yep uh leonard floyd has a sack and a half 
Yep. Jordan Phillips has a sack, and Ed Oliver has half a sack. They yep. only have three sacks on the year. Now, yeah. uh, that being said, they Leonard are Floyd getting back. A, What's that, Trev? DNP at practice. Leonard Floyd was a DNP at practice today, too. Definitely so, was. And Jordan Phillips is on the injury report, too, as well. I didn't mean to cut you off, but those two names you mentioned that are the sack leaders, they're DNP, so. Yep. Aren't they getting back, though, uh, probably future Hall of Fame player there? At edge, who Von Miller? Von, Von, Von Miller isn't he coming back this week? Ooh, I, th- I think question. he's on. I think what? he's on pup. I think he started on pup, so he has to miss the first four games. All right, right? So I'm gonna, someone or do the six. look for us because this is something that uh, this is a big deal because, like I said, they've only got the three sacks on the year, and as you mentioned, Trev, two of those showing up on the injury report. If you yeah. even just go to tackles for loss, Ed Oliver with two. And then a string, these string of guys with one Rousseau, Apenza, Jones, Phillips, Milano, Floyd, White. Okay, so only mm-hmm. nine tackles for a loss. Comparatively, not great, right? Like this is this is even though we've talked about how good this defense can be, they are yeah. not very strong on the line. And if Washington can give Sam time. We can ask our answer Eduardo's question here. What does a good day from how look like versus this Bills defense? Are we going to keep using screens? Bill struggled with that versus the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think definitely Buffalo, think we're yeah. going to see some screens. Yeah, so, for sure. And I think Buffalo's um, best defensive qualities they have so far are, are their back end. I think Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde, I think they're yeah. two of the best safeties in the league. Yep. Um, so I don't know how much deep threats we'll really have, but as far as defensive line and linebackers go, I think we'll have the edge on that. Well, definitely line, not linebackers, but definitely line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's that's true. The if you continue with the screen game, the successful screen game you had, and they did a great job, Washington did in the screen yeah. game, especially because these were not uh, a couple of things that Nathan kept pointing out was first they didn't do it like on third down all the time. They were doing it on first down and second down when you were least expecting it. And number two, they spread it around. They were different types of screens, different players in the screens. So like uh, Dotson had one, Samuel had one, Robinson had two, Gibson had one, Turner had one. So they spread it around the whole team. So you don't know where it's coming from. Middle screen, left screen, right screen, to the backs, to the receivers, all of that. And that's how you kind of offset an aggressive defense like Buffalo, who's trying to get at the quarterback. But yeah, yep. you have to watch out for those two guys on that back end. They are excellent players. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poy are excellent safeties. So don't think too much about going with the deep plays. Go with those shorter and intermediate throws um, mm-hmm. and soften them up a little bit before you go over the top. Roger here saying we can punch them in the mouth right up the middle. They are weak at stopping the run, then play action in screens. Uh, Looking at the the stats last time, I do think that the uh, Raiders, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, you can't go down 28 to three. Yeah. Not against Buffalo. Right. Not against Buffalo. No. Raiders had gotten away from the run. They only ran 15 times. The whole game five years or 55 yards. Yes. The whole game. 
Now, Josh Jacobs had an and awful like game. Negative, negative two, two yards. yards. Yeah, <laughs> negative two yards there. That's terrible. Trey Tucker with one for 34. Zamir White, four for 22. Probably a lot of garbage time runs there yeah. uh, for him. Josh Jacobs on the flip side caught five uh, passes for 51 yards. So Jimmy G doing a little bit of that check down that he's known for to get there. And so that's I don't necessarily think that they struggled against the the – running back passing game as it were is as just much no. as that's where uh, Jimmy D G was aiming for. I think the run game will be there for Washington if they can get there, because even as bad as Josh Jacobs was, you know, there was, they still got 15 yards. I mean, they, one of those was on a uh, 34 yarder. So maybe you can take that out and, and do that. But I think Washington does need to be, you know, we say it all. We say it all the time here. I'm going to get it ready here. Run right. the <laughs> ball. All right? yes. That's what they. That's what they need to do. You don't want that offense for the Bills to have time on the clock. And so this is something Stoner you have particularly keyed in on the last two games for Washington. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy loves to pass the ball in the first half. It's crazy. It's crazy how much he's throwing the ball in the first half, and it and it's and it's not like he's throwing it more than he's running it. It's like five, six, seven times more. If in the first half of this last game, I believe Sam dropped back thirty-six times. Maybe that's a little high. No, it was thirty-six because he had some in, uh, some penalties and him yeah. scrambling around and such, and they only ran it like seven times. That's that's too much to me, but maybe this is the new style. Maybe this is the enemy's thing is that he's just going to throw, 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 and then use the second half to run the clock and run the ball the whole time. But Buffalo is giving up 113 yards a game on the ground. So they they can be had on the ground. I think mm-hmm. Roger said that quite earlier. Yep. Uh, so they can be had there. So I would like to see them flip the script this week and start running the ball more in the first half to beat up this already not great defensive front of Buffalo and then work them a little bit more in the second half once their defense is worn out. But that doesn't seem what seem like that's what the enemy wants to do. No, metaphors, right? That uh, metaphor saying pass to set up the run, that's exactly what EB is about. And that is now the new Washington way, or at least how it seems early here from uh, TJ uh, talking about that being the new Washington way. I don't think uh, that's sustainable personally. I, not not the not the amount, the ratio that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay yeah. with passing to set up the run, but not one run for every seven passes. You know what I mean? I don't think they should throw it seven times. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition, right? No one expects the young QB to throw it seven times. Yeah. Kevin here saying something that I have heard, right? Uh, Kevin thinks that EB throws all first half. So a fresh Brian Robinson can just pummel the yeah. defense in the second. Right. That and and that worked that has worked for a while, but if Washington can't maintain the points, you can't run Brian Robinson uh, down. So it's going to be an interesting how they, they do that. How they attack. Yeah. So, I got a question for you, for you guys. Mm-hmm. Let's let's vice versa this, or let's switch the roles. Let's say we pull a Denver Broncos and come out and, and go 21-3 on Buffalo early in the game like they did on us. With the defense that we have, can we sustain that lead, or do you think we'll let 
Buffalo. You think our defense is capable of holding that lead for the rest of the game, or is it going to be like it happened on Sunday with us, making a comeback and making things interesting in the last two minutes of the game? I think this is the type of team that if it does get out into a a big lead at the beginning, now that's where this team is made up properly to hold that lead because you do have that strong running game and you do have the ability to control that clock. They've controlled the clock in both games so far as well. Even though they've been losing in the fourth quarter in both games, they've controlled the clock. So you, if you get up on somebody, you do have the defense that's able to at least slow them down, and you have the offense that can sustain drives. What was the biggest problem with uh, Denver this past week when they got up is that after that, they couldn't sustain drives. And then Washington would get the ball right back, and they go down, score a touchdown. And then you need Denver needs to sustain the drive some more. Nope. Get the ball back. Washington goes down and gets field goal or whatever. So Washington has the ability that if they get out into a big lead, then they can hold it by using clock and using that running game of B-Rob. You really think that we could stop a, a desperate Josh Allen? I mean, we've seen what, what he can do in, against the Chiefs. You remember that? I know in the overtime and it lost, sure. but do you really think that we could we could do that? Because it, it never really happens for us. I mean, well, we're I, up seven nothing against Arizona. That's not big enough. But so, like, yeah. if we're up big, can we stay up? Well, well, look at it this way: if it's twenty-one-three, yeah, and then they get the ball, and Josh Allen does Josh Allen things, and he yeah. moves the ball down there, and he does some crazy things with his legs, throws the ball sidearm, and does some great things. And it's twenty-one-ten. The key yeah. is then that we've talked about all the time. The key is then what is this offense for Washington going to do? Are they going to go three and out or right. are they going to methodically move the ball down right. the field so that by the time uh, Buffalo gets the ball, there's a minute and a half left in the half and they don't have time to, you know, do their whole thing, go back down the field. I mean, that's what they did kind of to Denver when they got up big in the second half uh, yeah. against Denver. We just yeah. kept scoring and they did nothing, nothing, nothing until right. – they got the ball late there when we were up 11. Then yes. they started moving it because we were playing a little bit softer. That's, that's they what used I'm saying. so much yeah. clock that it was almost too late. Now they almost, you know, the whole Hail Mary thing almost <laughs> ruined that, ruined everything. But that's what Washington needs to do is they can't just, when Buffalo gets that score, they've got to hold on to the ball and continue to move it down the field and not just give it right back and keep keep that momentum for uh, Buffalo going. JG thinking one of those keys is the secondary, and that kind of goes to what you two are talking about here with this defense, right? This, that front line, Trev, is going to have yeah. to pin their ears back and go after, but yeah. you still have to maintain Stefan Diggs and not give up those big pass plays because mm -hmm. it won't take much for – Buffalo to come back in that regard. If Washington's up by two scores, you can have a Mims Jr. type touchdown pass where there's Ooh. miscommunication and Percy Butler is out of position. You can have now I, I I'm with you, Stoner, on the fact that they went into prevent defense there, and that's why Denver was able to move the ball a little bit. You're yeah. not going to be in prevent defense um for if you're in the third quarter. That's where you just need to unleash 
you know, Deron Payne and Chase Young and mm. Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat, bring in Defoe off the corner or Cam Curl or even have Forbes go in there and have a r- little rush there. But that secondary needs to be able to maintain just – let us get some covered sacks. No, it doesn't have to be, you know, the uh, our – line getting to josh allen within three right. seconds allow him time back there and do your job to to block and then force him into a bad throw because he has been prone to bad throws not just this season but last season he is not even though i do believe he is one of the upper tier qbs in the nfl josh allen is he is not a qb that can get a he's not like Aaron, prime Aaron Rodgers who throws right. single digit interceptions. He's going to put up mm-hmm. Josh Allen's going to put up big time he's interception ball, numbers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I have a question for you all now. That was a good one, Trev, by the way. But I have a question that I noticed, and then I want you guys to see if you uh know why this is. There were a bunch of times where Washington brought in a third safety, where they brought in Percy Butler. And I want to ask you guys a question. Who do you think, and I didn't see it on every time this happened, but I saw it multiple times, that when they brought in Percy Butler, who did they take out? Who did Percy Butler replace? Jamin Davis. Trev, you got an answer? Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't, really, but no, I didn't really pay attention to that. This is going to shock you. Okay, and then I want you guys to figure out or think why. <laughs> you he came in, and you know who went out? Emmanuel Forbes. So when they played three safeties and they left two corners in, Cody Barton, Jamin Davis still in there, they left Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Just in there, and Percy Butler was the third third safety. And Emmanuel Forbes was the guy who came out. And by the way, Emmanuel Forbes, his PFF grades were really bad. And there were, I think, 95 cornerbacks that were graded. He was graded 94th against the run. Not overall, uh, just specifically okay. against the run. He was ranked 94th. So they frame. were bringing in a safety to come in to help against the run because he wasn't doing great against That's the fine. Run. That's fine. Look at his frame, dude. I don't want My, him to get banged up on being in there, stopping the run. Come on some blitzes, but. That is very interesting that you pointed that out, but yeah. it's fine. He's still a dog. He I mean, is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not dogging <laughs> him. I'm not no, saying he's bad. I just thought it but was I very interesting. He's a pole. <laughs> he's a bean pole, man. He, he's, but, he's a. But everybody dude. said, "Don't worry about that." And you know, he's tough, and he'll go in there against the run. We've seen him make tackles right. behind the line, but uh, this last game, he missed a bunch. Uh, of tackles Maybe that's why too. Runs. Maybe that's yeah. did get he did get his interception though uh yep. Bosky and, and nathan for. both got that one uh on there uh oh, will Diggs even travel. saying forbes on yes. Diggs would be a mistake oh, who correct. are you putting on stefan Diggs? You, we don't really have a man corner but who who would you want to see on stefan Diggs? i gotta see forbes he's the ball hawk that's what mm. we got him for we didn't get him there to Going against Not Will here, it. saying, no, 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 Will, it's Forbes on digs. A size, five size receiver. It, hey, that's what we got him with at number, what, 16, right? That's what we got mm-hmm. him here for. You got to travel with all the greats. I mean, if you go and put him against OBJ at training camp, put him against Stefan Diggs in the game. Yeah. 
To be fair, he did, get, he did get beat yeah. by OBJ. <laughs> he did, and he got beat on Sunday, but then yeah. he came back. Like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to get beat. NFL, you're going to get beat. 100%. But I think he's the best option available to travel with Stefan Diggs. Fuller's going to get toast every time. We've yeah. seen it already. BSJ is – I think he should guard Gabe Davis just for size-wise and speed-wise. Stefan Diggs is fast. Forbes is fast too, but – He's got to realize, like, I think um, Jalen from Bleeding Burgundy said, Forbes is fast, but he's got to realize that these guys are NFL fast, too. So, like, mm-hmm. right. have to turn up a notch. But I think that's as- what happened on that that long play down the sideline is that he was running, but yeah. he didn't realize, number one, that that guy's <laughs> NFL fast, and number two, <laughs> oh, even the, the worst quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL can make that throw. Yeah, exactly. He, he looked so- surprised that, that that ball dropped in like that. And I think, and I think somebody has commented too that against Oakland, Buffalo used a short game, and we saw against Arizona he was kind of you know pretty much running the routes for the receivers in the short game. So if yeah. that's the case, put Forbes on Diggs. He's the best corner we have, and against the best wide receiver. If not, we're gonna be cooked all game. All right, Trev's putting Forbes. Uh, a lot of people have their comment in there. Stoner, what's yours? Yeah, I'm putting uh, Fuller oh. and Defoe. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> uh, Percy Butler. I'm putting yeah. three dudes. On, yeah. on a lot of people talking about dudes. using the bracket coverage yeah, there oh, for uh, for it there. Will Diggs crying because Christian Gonzalez isn't here. And of course, that was <laughs> one of the big marks there as Christian Gonzalez had himself a good game there, according yeah. to PFF here. Uh, so we have one answer, Forbes. One answer, Fuller. A lot of people going... <laughs> Mr. Lock him up, St. Juice. Juiced, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's quick enough to stay with. Yeah, I think he's a little, he's more physical. And like we said, you're not mm-hmm. going to leave this one on one, at least not very mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. unless you're bringing some kind of blitz package or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're bracketing coverage, I feel confident with BSJ mm-hmm. and Fuller covering. Diggs. Of course, I I've always been a big defender of Kendall Fuller. Anyways, mm-hmm. I do think Forbes is going to be is fine, um, but he he let's ease him in a little bit. Don't put him right up against Stefan Diggs. His uh, with his third third game there, he can uh, shut down some of the other guys. Or hey, if he starts ball, if he gets an interception early, then yeah. He's going to have some confidence and put him on Stefan Diggs there and, and let him go. But again, we don't have an issue or like I said, we don't have a corner who's going to be one-on-one the uh, entire time, that, yeah. right? None of these, none of these uh, three are shut down corners. That's not the defense that Washington plays anyways. So they just have to be quite solid there. Now, one of the other issues that Washington is going to have to face here is Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Two quality tight ends. Washington not strong against tight end play uh, here over the last few seasons. What is that going to look like, Trev? Like it always looks like. First down Buffalo to Dawson Knox. Third and four. First down Buffalo to Dalton (laughs) Kincaid. Second and seven. First down Buffalo to Dalton Kincaid. That's what I wanted him or... I wanted him or Michael Mayer or Laporta in the draft because I didn't know who Forbes was until we signed him and did research. And I thought it was a mistake passing up on tight ends because 
Mm. Look what's going on with our tight end room right now and has been for the past few seasons. Mm. Someone gets hurt. Our best tight end either gets hurt or is not that great, and then we have to go to our depth, which we don't have at that position. We talked about it this offseason, last offseason. Logan Thomas is serviceable, but he's Logan Thomas, let's be honest. And then you got Curtis Hodges, and then you got Bates, and then you got Cole Turner, who he's he's okay, but he's not – they're not game planning for him, you know? You got mm-hmm. a game plan for a TJ Hawkinson. You got a game plan for a Kelsey, a, a Kittle, a, a Darren you got Waller. a game. You got a game plan for Knox and Dawson? And Dawson can't, can't, exactly. That's why we're, you just asked the question, which means they got a plan, plan, uh, plan for him. So, yeah, um, I don't like our chances. You can't ask Jamin Davis to be everywhere, you know? With his speed, so I can't believe linebackers alive. I can't believe we're afraid of a couple of guys named Dawson and Dalton. <laughs> I mean, why are we afraid of guys like that? I like how if we're just you know? randomly attacking somebody's name there. I mean, right. you know, you literally go by the name Stoner. All right, <laughs> hey, I'm not out there on the field. Though. No, but here's here's a question. Here's a question though. What did the uh, what did the Denver tight end do last week? I don't even think they mentioned his name. How about the uh, Arizona tight end? That's my point. They had the so same tight locked... ends as we do. Well, <laughs> so... but defensively, we've locked down the tight ends, at least this year. I know everyone wants to look back to the London Fletcher years when he couldn't contain uh, Gronkowski, and all of a sudden we get this reputation that Washington can't contain tight ends. That's not necessarily true. At least this year, and they don't have any names at tight end. Well, I guess Zach Ertz, right? He played that first game, didn't he? Zach Ertz played that first game, I'm pretty sure. And Gus can oh, look yeah. that up. Uh, but their tight ends haven't done anything this year. I know it's only two games, but let's not be afraid of guys named Dalton and Dawson. That's that's all. That's going to take us for them to be to have a great game. That's how it always happens. You know no, that. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. How about last year? Can you? Rem- I know it's hard to remember last year, but there were there any big games by a tight end last year? Did Hawkinson have a big game for Minnesota? I do no, Hawkinson didn't. We did. We might we have did played have a, twice. Yeah, we Den- uh, Detroit and uh, Minnesota. So Zach Ertz, by the way, had six catches for twenty-one yards against Washington last uh, or week also, one. That's also Josh Dobbs. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, that's fair. Not too. wrong. It's not, You're wrong. not wrong. But that's all we have to go off is the first two weeks. I'm guessing Trotman <laughs> is right. the only I'm gonna give you the names here for Denver receiving. Marvin Mims, Brandon Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, all wide receivers, right? Correct. Samaj yeah. P. Ryan, Javante Williams, running back, both running backs. Yeah. Lil, Lil Jordan Humphrey. He's a receiver. <laughs> receiver. Yeah. And then Adam Trotman. Yeah, he's their tight end. He's their tight end. They're, they're number one, one tight end guy. Zero yards. Yeah. yeah. I remember us time. talking about him in the draft, how much we kind of wanted Troutman. He was good in college, and he hasn't done squat in the league. He's been yeah. bouncing around. So, hey, Washington so okay. far has shut down the tight ends. Yeah. Six receptions for 21 yards for in two games. That's what they've given up to tight ends. And to be fair here, it's not like – Dalton Kincaid is a name we know because that was another draft target that we were looking at as far Mm -hmm. as a quality, you know, tight end for Washington pickup. He's got nine receptions for 69 yards in two games. And Dawson Knox has six catches for 35 yards. He does have a touchdown on top of that. But pedestrian. That's 
they're both yeah, yeah they're very very pedestrian numbers that's not to say they they can't go off against right. washington yeah, but as right. you mentioned stoner washington doing a much better job containing those tight ends this season so far and even last season had some reasonable success there so as ht mentions the deep ball is what's given washington issues this year and kind of had been a little bit year uh before with Pardon me, uh, with McCain and company out there. So oh, until Curl came back, and I'm telling you, I can't remember any long passes last year after Curl came back. I can't remember any. I mean, I could be rewriting history here. So, yeah, we'll have to look that <laughs> challenging everybody's memory, and everyone's like, I don't know, I can't remember when they played the 49ers. Did uh, did they even play the 49ers last year? Yeah, didn't they? I can't even see. I yeah. can't even remember. They played who the they 49ers. Played. Remember yeah, that was Carson that was a do or die in. game. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Carson it was one of the do in. or dies game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did um, they played the no, Titans Taylor, last Taylor. year? Did did any wide receiver just go over the top on them all the time? No. Uh, I, when they played, they played Seattle last year. Yeah. I can't even remember mm. if they played Seattle. No, no it was maybe no. the year before when Russ was still there. The Bears, they didn't run, they didn't do anything uh, when we played them. That's a, they're not even an NFL team, right? The now. um, the what you call it's the the Eagles in that game they beat us. I remember okay. because I tracked every single throw of that game and I watched <laughs> over and over. You and did. Over. You were you were on a Jalen Hurts. I was hate on a Jalen Hurts thing. And the the two long passes that they threw, one he caught out of bounds, but they gave it to him in bounds and we didn't throw the challenge flag in time. And the other one was a challenge a jump ball. So we weren't getting beat deep. Did Dallas um, have big plays over the top against Washington last year? Once Krill came back, we didn't have any big plays over the top. This year we've had probably two, obviously the big one touchdown, the 75-yarder, and then the Forbes down the sideline one as well. So I don't know. We just kind of get this reputation, and we hold on to it for years and years and years, like the tight ends – beat us well i mean the london fletcher game where he couldn't can't contain gronkowski and all of a sudden we have this reputation that we can't stop tight ends and i don't know that that's actually true all right it's just one of those things that we think about there uh roger here how is jabril cox coming along is the question and i think uh gus is the perfect answer wouldn't hold your breath if I was you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That the, <laughs> he's a he, was, he was a cut. He was a cut from another team. Picked up. Sometimes those work out like all of uh, Ridgeway, but uh, Jabril Cox I think is about the same level as a Kalike Hudson. Who, while I like, it's also because we've invested several years of watching <laughs> yeah. him play in Burgundy and Gold. Jabril yeah. Cox doesn't have that, but they're about the same skill level, kind of tweener guy, speedy, but kind of a liability at times there. So uh, JG trying to run the show for us, given prediction time. Before we get to that, JG, JG's <laughs> our producer. I, I do, do need to hire a producer. You actually probably need yeah. a producer here. But yeah. before we get to the predictions, give me your x factor for the game just a name you don't have to go into too depth because we've done a good deal of talking here stoner start us off with your x factor against the buffalo bills uh, and it can be it can be any offense defense yep. washington or buffalo right preferably washington what's your, what's washington's <laughs> x factor how's okay that? 
Okay, I'm going to go with the X factor for Washington is going to be Cam Curl because they have a wide receiver crew that we've talked about already with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, two studs, two good tight ends. So it's going to be up to Curl to make sure everybody's in the right spot, make sure nobody's getting over the top, and sure tackling. That's huge that these receivers don't get too much yak, too much yards after the catch or yards after contact either. So Cam Curl's my X factor for this game. All right, Trev, Washington's X factor to beat the Buffalo Bills. Oh, man. Keep Josh Allen off the field. So that running game. Group that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a sure. Keep him. Maybe not an individual player, but yeah, don't give that man a chance to to do anything special. Keep him off the field. Yeah, that's fair. If Washington can do that, that is a big time key to victory. There, I am going with. We've got Jahan uh, in there. We've got uh, Derek Forrest. We've got. Um, Cody Barton is listed. That's a big, that's TJ with a bold prediction. He has a big game force to turn over. Hey, there we go. Uh, but mine is going to be with Rockman here. Chase Young is the X factor mm. for Washington. And I did see mm. Forbes and a couple others in there as well. But Chase Young, if we get that disruptive Chase Young. That that kind of that second half of the Denver game, Chase Young, that's out yeah. there. He is capable of pulling what Deron Payne did that that opening series of the third quarter. Deron Payne took over that that opening drive. Right, he got a sack, he got a tackle for a loss, and he got a pass defended. Yep. Okay. He just was he absolute monster. Chase Young is capable of that, and Chase Young is capable of doing that on multiple drives during a game. That. If we get that chase, which I think that once he got his feet underneath him, and that's why you see Montez Sweat talking to him after that sack, he was like, yes, you're back. Mm-hmm. You got this. And we saw a very disruptive chase for the rest of the game once he got that. We we were calling his name left and right. Stoner and I were watching him in the first half, like deliberately, like forgetting about the entire rest of where the ball was going yeah. and everything because we just wanted to see Chase Young. What is yeah. he doing? Oh, he's kind of being lazy here. He's not getting a push and everything. Then he gets that sack, and we were calling his name not because we were watching him, but because he was being involved in mm-hmm. every yeah. single play. And that Chase Young is going to get a big-time payday, and he's going to be a big-time X-factor for Washington this season. And a big reason why I am going to predict Washington winning 30-27. to Wow. You're already getting into predictions, and we're not even in the – in the well, cool down we, we do the game we do game predictions here we'll do the yeah. the bold predictions right. later but that is pr- fairly bold that is very bold in fact <laughs> so bold i need to write it down because i need receipts all right well, well, <laughs> while he writes that down let's make sure everybody gets in here with their game predictions what do you think the score prediction is going to be do you think washington upsets the buffalo bills they are currently 6.5 underdogs right i believe is what the line's being set at right now let's uh let's see what you think trev uh i'm gonna go 27 24 buffalo i'm just gonna go buffalo i know i never ever 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 picked the opposing team yeah i was gonna say that you never. I do think that. this is a, a reality uh, check for Sam Howell this game. 
Um, I think he's going to have still a really good game, but also he might make a couple of crucial mistakes that cost us the game. Maybe two interceptions, maybe taking the extra sack he's not supposed to. You know, just this is going to be a reality check game for Sam Howell, and we and we make it a good one. But Buffalo comes out and kicks the game with a field goal and wins 27-24. I like it, Trev. You know what else I like? What I like when people hit that like button. So if everybody yeah. <laughs> hits that like button, we, we'd appreciate it. And the that. subscribe button. Yeah, and know, the subscribe, yeah. yeah. We should have a rule like um, – uh, we should have a rule like before you can hit your prediction, you have to hit the like button. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, but no, if you hit the like button, we'd appreciate it. Uh, what did you say, uh, Nathan? The actual score? 30 to 27. Washington. 30 to 27. Okay. Um, my score is going to be I think Buffalo is a better team right now. I'm just going to say that flat out, especially offensively. I just think they're. They're a beast, and they're going to be extremely hard to stop. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as everyone else is. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring because Washington's going to try to control the clock a little bit. As Trev said, the X factor is keep Josh Allen off the field. How do you do that? Sustain drives on offense. Run the ball. So I think they're going to – the possessions are going to be a little less than usual. So I've got Buffalo winning um, 23-20. I think it is going to be a close game. I think Washington, this is different. This team is different than past years. This is not a team that is going to jump out to 2 0 and then end up 3 14 or whatever. Right. No. This is a different team with different coaching, different everything. So I think they can hang with the big boys. Uh, Just not win? Just not quite win. Not yet. They're not not quite there yet. Well, if they're playing Buffalo in week. 15 or something and sam has 15 14 weeks of experience and all that i might have a different uh prediction but right. he's he's not quite there yet where he can beat the big boys so yeah. hey ht with he me here there. ht taking yeah. washington with the 30 plus scoring washington 30 to 27 just like i did gus going with the super bowl one 37 to 24 nice. in honor of that washington <laughs> winning but here with the ref the district team i'm a lone wolf I've got it all by myself here with Washington winning. That's not the only bold prediction I have, though. We've got plenty of bold predictions coming up. Make sure that you get yours in here as we throw around those dollar dollars in the cool down.